Hello and welcome to the premier video game debate show, Test Your Might, episode 110 this week. Going in crazy. We've got a lot to talk about today, some of which will be the games of fall and which game will be the best of this fall. Um, the best games with chickens and much, much more. Um, but if you are listening to us on a podcatcher of choice, make sure you leave us a review down below and hit the like button, the sub button, the little bell notification on YouTube. Keep us going. We are up there if you want to see our faces. Or if you're just listening, let us know what you think of the show down in the review section and tell us what we can improve on. Or if you just think we're awesome, let us know that too. We will read it out loud if you do review us. Um, we've got a few people on the show today. Cicero, Stubby Stan, the Mafia Lord. How are you today? Oh, oh, me. Yeah, uh, I'm doing great. Uh, I'm about to cough. Um, there you go. <laughs> Premium content right there, and you didn't even have to pay for it. Absolutely. Uh, and also, we've got stay-at-home gamer Mike down there. What are, what are you doing today? How are you? That, that is right. Uh, our content is free of charge, so listen up. <laughs> I'm doing good. Um, a little under the weather, but uh, that, that can't stop me from uh, you know taking down the Mafia Lord. So. Ooh, shots fired. I like it. I like it. Uh, uh, and I'm the course. duck as, as, as well. You know, quack, quack, quack. The duck is back. Uh, I've got a little bit of housekeeping, and then we'll get right into it. Uh, we just released our Best of Batman, The Dark Knight, review. And uh, our favorite movie series is coming next week sometime, as well as The Batman with Robert Pattinson. A look back kind of a year after, see what we think and how it stacks up against the rest of the ones we've reviewed in this series. So stay tuned for that. That should be later this week. Um, let's get right into The Last of Us. Are you guys caught up? Cicero, have you caught up finally? I am two episodes behind. Okay. All right. Two Mike, episodes. have you seen uh, the, uh, the newest of the episodes? Yeah, I am all caught up. Um, and, you know, just, just as we've told the listeners before, we are a week behind because we do record on Sundays. Um, so I'm very excited for the finale. Um, I... More and more, I continue to think about how special this show is for people who haven't played the game. Because I am feeling just all sorts of things about this show. I think it's wonderful. Uh, They're doing a fantastic job. This past episode was probably one of the most impactful episodes of television I've ever watched um, to me. So, yeah. Um, but, But that being said... Like, was that episode as impactful for people who have played the game? I'm not so sure. Um, I don't know. I haven't talked to those people. So, but for me, like, it was it was just so good. Um, yeah, just just Ellie's uh, struggle to continue to survive. Um, really good stuff. So, yeah, I completely agree with that. Uh, this last episode, uh, right before the finale. So, like Mike said, I'll like Mike uh, a week behind. Uh, this was probably my favorite episode of the season so far. Uh, I'm just going to say it right there. The impact it had, the trauma response I got from it, uh, it was perfect, and it really hit me hard. I enjoyed uh, you know, relying on yourself to get things done because you don't always have a helping hand. Uh, it was perfect, and I cannot wait to watch the finale. Yeah. I'm sure we'll be back with the season review uh, in the near future. We might do a separate video for that. At some we will. Yeah. yeah, we're doing, uh, a, we're doing a full season review. So. All right, then. 
And Cicero, you've you've caught up a little bit further. You're still enjoying it. How yeah. do you feel about the show? Good. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm enjoying it. It's it's fantastic television. Uh, I'm I'm riveted. I want to see how uh, how they conclude, um, where they conclude, right? Because uh, you know I'm a few episodes behind, and there's a lot of stuff left if they're doing the first season. The first season is the first game. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot to catch up for sure, um, right. but uh, we did yeah, get an announcement. Show. I know uh, it's a show. People are uh, watching. I know, <laughs> I know that they did announce there is going to be a follow up episode after the finale, which is going to be a behind the scenes full length episode. So keep track for that because they're doing that just for the fans uh, after the finale airs as of this past Sunday. So you guys should already be able to watch it. Uh, all right, let's get into what have we been playing, Mike. I got a little foreground beforehand. What have you been playing over there? Got a little foreground? What? <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been playing uh, the game that shall not be named. Yeah. <laughs> Hogwarts Legacy. I'm not supposed to name it. Um, oh. been playing it. Um, sorry. I was thinking of a different game. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Uh, that was a I Voldemort. See what you, see what you did Voldemort there. Well, now yeah, now Mike have, just made me lose the I, game, so that's a thing. If I, yeah, if I if I have to explain the joke, I guess it's not that funny. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, I I have beat Hogwarts Legacy. Um, I after about forty hours, um, I just I I just really couldn't stop playing it. Um, I I think the combat system is incredibly done, uh, w- incredibly well done. There we go. Th- there was a word missing in that sentence. Um, it's incredibly well done. Uh, I think that. Um, it continued it continued to uh, sort of surprise me with its story. Um, I think the story is pretty simple in nature, but for the most part I, I thought the the ride was was a good thrill. Um, the, this was uh, this was sort of a although it wasn't as free flowing as I would say Batman Arkham uh, combat, like this was one of that those combat systems that once you got in the flow, of like doing your spells and, and doing your, you know, your, uh, your counters and stuff like that. Like it, it really, it really hits. And it's, it's just a wonderful moment when, when you're just like, you are just unstoppable. Um, and it's the greatest. Um, so in, in the game, you are able to learn, uh, the unforgivable curses. There's three of them. And one of them, obviously Avada Kedavra, um, and I decided not to learn that during my playthrough. Um, so I decided to wait until after I was done with the story. Sort of, I, I learned the other two, but sort of keep the killing curse away from my character until the end. And then, so afterwards, I I I learned it. And uh, holy cow! I I went up to a troll that was at least five levels above me and did it in one swipe it was insane <laughs> like i just was not expecting it um i was just like yeah i was, I was yeah it was it was insane probably should have learned it before but uh regardless <laughs> I, I wanted to wanted to wanted to have a little morality at least within the story right um, yeah i thought i thought it was yeah i thought you, you know like that's where you were going with this that it was like oh yeah there was this you know there was this moral imperative that i had to to not learn this curse this curse spell because you know it just destroys everything 
Exactly. And now you're like, yeah, I should have, I should have actually used it before. Yeah, it was uh, like a handicap, I mean, maybe, free handicap. Yeah. Right. <laughs> there was no morality about it. Really it really is easy mode. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. Um. So anyway, uh, yeah, Hogwarts Legacy. I, I, it's gonna be hard to, um. It. It's going to be hard right now, at least for the foreseeable future, to sort of take it over my game, you know, for another game to take over as my game of the year so far. So, yeah. Um, Other than that, I uh, started, after I finished Hogwarts Legacy, I started back up um, on uh, Resident Evil 2, the remake, and... Man, I, I probably should play with the lights on more often because I'm just getting freaked out. <laughs> like, like even, I'm a huge horror fan, um, but man, you're you're just like roaming the halls, and then all of a sudden, uh, all of a sudden, the liquor comes like just out of the ceiling. And yes, they're called liquors, and it, <laughs> very just, long like, tongues jump up and just, and just want to run like just gross looking liquor tongues all over the the, the building. Oh man. Yeah, and I just met uh, Nemesis, and uh, or I think Nemesis is in this game too, or no? What's it? What's the guy's name with the fedora, Mister Something? Anyway, I don't remember? <laughs> or anyway, I'm I'm just like yeah, I'm freaking out. It's it's bad, um, but it's but it's oh so good. Like it's really. It has this sort of like Metroid feel to it where like you are moving around the police station and you have to go all the way to one corner of the map. You find something and then you're like, oh, I could go and do this other thing that's all the way across the police station, uh, you know, because that's what I found. And yeah, it just it, it works so well. Um, it's it's fantastic puzzle design, uh, fantastic horror design, obviously, within it, too. Um, it's it's shaping up to be one of my, I, I would say one of my favorite playthroughs uh, of all time of of any game. So, we'll see, we'll see how uh, it ends. I, I looked well, it up. His name is Mister X, and I definitely remember him now. Mister uh, X, French coat guy or Mr. tyrant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cicero, how about you? What have you been playing? Um, I've been playing Marvel Snap. <laughs> okay. I've been playing Marvel Snap. But I've also been playing Call of Duty. But I've also been playing uh, a little bit of John Madden football. But I've also been playing um, a little bit of NHL hockey. But I've also been playing MLB The Show with one week left before the next MLB The Show um, releases. Mm -hmm. So... That's that's primarily what I've been playing. I haven't been playing anything new, but I think this week is the week that I will be playing new games. This is the week where I'll actually have some time to play some something new. All right. Uh, did you get the season pass for Marvel Snap or no? You skipped on that one. Yes. You did? Okay. Yes, I did. Those I did. card backs are worth it alone, I think. Yeah. Uh. Well, I have skipped that one. You see, uh, the Nomad one, yeah. Uh, the Nimrod. I'm also yeah. also playing Marvel Snap. Uh, apparently, I thought going to 110 apparently. last season would start me at 80 this season. Um, it does not. It still takes you back to 70, uh, three ranks down from 100. So no matter how high you go, you're still gonna start at 70. Apparently, good to know. 
for future reference. Apparently. Uh, going through it, having fun. Uh, losing matches, winning matches. It's not a clean sweep because when every single person above 100 starts at 70, it's all sweats for your entire run from here on out. Uh, so, tough. Uh, other than you that, should have I've tanked been... at the end of the season to get the number one draft pick. <laughs> <laughs> I would have jumped up there and then just had to deal with them anyway because they're all fighting for it. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Minecraft. I went back and did that. Uh, enjoying it, playing with my daughter. Uh, started a new, new worlds, you know, building things, figuring out other things. You know, when she traps me in a room and tries to kill me uh, and I can't do anything about it, it's, it's not fun. Uh, that has that escalated quickly. Yeah, yeah it happens. Uh, also, I started a game on traps uh, me in a room, and tries to kill me. <laughs> kill rooms, great. Uh, so uh, I've, I started a game on Apple Arcade that's called Castle Crumble. Uh, this was a new game that just got released. It's kind of like a new Angry Birds, but instead of firing birds, yeah. you're just shooting at castles in 3D space. Yeah, I heard it's about really it. Good. Okay. It's really good. It's really good. I've played through the first world, which is like 50 levels. I think they're pretty quick to go through. Uh, and you just yeah. throw bombs, drop TNT, and the, the building actually crumbles into pieces based on the type of pieces, wood and stone. It's really cool, and it's visually appealing compared to Angry Birds 2D graphics. Uh, it looks cool, and it's free with Apple Arcade, so enjoying that. That's what I've been playing. Not I a lot think this the... I think the developers came out with this game because they delisted uh, Angry, Birds. Angry Birds from yeah. the iOS store. It's and called the uh, store, Red so. something or another right now. They relisted it. Yeah. Uh, but they, they delisted the original because it was free and they wanted all their service games to make money that they have, like Angry Birds 2 yeah. and the Star Wars ones you can't even get your hands on. I wish I could. I loved loved Angry Birds Star Wars, but I wish I could. I can't get yeah. it. But yeah, Castle Crumble's really fun. If you have Apple Arcade, I definitely recommend giving it a shot. It's something chill. You can do a level, enjoy it, get out. You don't have any pressure. Uh, it's cool to cool to do on like when you're ever you're waiting for something, literally. A backup to Marvel Snap, I guess. Oh uh, yeah, but that's it for what we have been playing. Are you guys ready for the namesake of the show? Test your might. Uh, hmm. We'll see. There's been a lot of slander in, in, in our chat. Inside baseball. <laughs> yeah. Lots of shots fired. I gotta I gotta say though. I gotta say though, that uh that GIF battle was super funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that GIF battle. Man. Yeah, it was it was a it was a peanut butter battle. That's what I was I was having a was choosy, <laughs> take my was a bunch of choosy moms. <laughs> was a bunch of choosy moms. <laughs> oh man. He's I was trying, but he's just too skippy with it. Uh, right. <laughs> all right. So, first debate. Here we go. Nintendo has unveiled. Do you want to read this one, or do you want to just read the word? I, I know you want to read it, Cicero. The word for it. Uh, Nintendo has unveiled a <laughs> Mario. 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 What is a Mario? Just, uh, I don't know. You, what rea- you is, realize. You realize that. You realize that. Even though he pronounces it differently, he still spells it the same way. (laughs) I wanted to add emphasis. Uh, So, all right, back to the people that are listening and not know what we're talking about. Put it in all caps. (laughs) Put it in all caps and spell it right. Uh, Nintendo has unveiled a Mario pair of boots coming out soon. 
Have you guys seen these things? They're like sleek looking. They look nice. Uh, I'm not putting them on because I have huge feet. Uh, pitch me a piece of attire, either accessory or a piece of clothing based on a character you love. Um, Cicero, I'm going to give you the hand. What would you like to do first in this? Uh, I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go first. Okay. But uh, before I go, I want to know. You said you have huge feet. What size are your feet? Fourteen. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. Yeah, you you you're working with it. I got okay. a clown feet, man. But they're great for right. scuba diving, which I do. So. Uh yeah, I I wear fourteens and fifteens. So oh, you got any extra yeah. shoes that are Mario flavored? Yeah. yeah um. Yeah, maybe. Flavored? Maybe there. Uh, yeah, there's some flippers. Um, <laughs> off so, the rails right so okay that's how we here do it. <laughs> is here is the piece of clothing okay um that you want that is the attire that everybody wants mm-hmm. right so i'm gonna say what what i'm gonna say that mike's uh, you could just concede if you'd like oh um, early shots early shots <laughs> Because clearly the piece of attire that anyone would want is Mega Man's blaster. And uh, fully functional? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. Absolutely. (laughs) Mike, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, uh... Yeah, Mega Man's blaster that is pretty cool. Um, does it does it also like transform and stuff yes. to like the yeah, different yeah, types yeah. of blasters? It's, yeah, oh, exactly. Okay. That's pretty, pretty cool, cool. Pretty cool. Um, I I would like to say that I'm uh, super wholly original and uh, and stuff like that with this, but I I kept it in the family here with this question and and I was actually thinking of Mario, um, and Mario has. A wonderful, wonderful video game, and that is Super Mario Odyssey. And it's my favorite uh, Mario of all time. Um, 3D Mario, that is. But throughout the history of Mario, uh, Mario has had a lot of freaking hats, man. And so we're going with Cappy as the accessory. This is a hat that is going to be reversible for those Luigi fans. The inside out is going to be a green hat. Um, Mm. And so we're going with Cappy. But it also comes with an accessory panel to uh, change up your hat based on the power-up that you would like to use for the day. So, if you would like to be a fireball power-up, if you would like to have the firepower, you can uh, attach some uh, white uh, stripes or something to it that would create that look. Um, or if you wanted to do, uh, if you wanted to be the flying power-up, obviously you would have some raccoon ears and stuff like that. Um, you'd grab, you know, and you grab some ears that attach to Cappy. Or if you want to just go to Mario Odyssey, you could add the eyes and, and pretend uh, that it's Cappy as well. I think. I think that with the history of the power-ups and with the changes that uh, the hat has, uh, it would allow for some good customization, uh, maybe a different power-up each and every day of your awesome Mario week. Cicero, why is your Mega Man Man Blaster uh, more beneficial to have, or why do you want it more 
than a cappy customizable unique hat um so that that cappy customizable unique hat will be awesome for your breakfast club parties and your john hughes film festivals um and um and any of your um excursions to the local co-op right like there's nothing wrong with that that's it's perfectly fine um but i could also do those things with my Mega Man blaster and let's say let's say uh there's some food i've got and uh i'm you know i'm gonna be out for a long period of time and I don't want my food to spoil, boom, I just transform my arm into Iceman and I shoot it and it's frozen. So now it's fine. It's Everything is okay. Then let's say I, I want to heat it up. Fireman, boom, heat it up. It's ready to go. Oh, it's a steak. I can't eat it uh, because I need to cut it up. Boom, cuts man, woof. And then I cut up the steak. I, I'm, you know, I'm Mega Man. I've got my Mega Blaster. I can do anything because I've got all the powers. All right. Mike, it sounds like Billy Mays over there. Uh, but wait, there's more. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. But wait, there's more. Uh, I mean, Cicero made a couple of arguments that I will just uh re- rebuttal to obviously cuz I'm I'm arguing you. Um listen, uh you you argued that there's going to be several different occasions in which I could wear cappy. Cool. Awesome. That's the point of an accessory. That's the point of a clothing article. Uh, you want to be able to wear it to functions. You want to be able to show off Cappy. So sure, I'll bring it to my John Hughes music or movie festival or my breakfast club. You know, I'll, I'll do that. Fine. Whatever. And I'll wear a different one for each movie that we watch at the festival. Um, so, and here's another kind of point here. Um, <clears throat> I have issues with your fully functional Mega Man blaster. Like, in the wrong hands, we're talking deaths here, guys. We are talking, like, full-on injuries. Um, We're talking potential deaths. Um, Somebody wants to sear their steak, and they chop off somebody's limb. Somebody wants to... uh, have have their food on ice to save for later you give frostbite to your neighbor like this is this is not good this is not safe cappy is safe it's, it's literally just accessories it is um a hat it is not it is not going to chop people off it's not even the real thing from super mario odyssey this is literally just a hat you can't throw it it's not gonna boomerang back it does have a bunch of cool accessories obviously to change up your power-ups you can even reverse it and go luigi if you want or there's some other customizable ones where you can instead of luigi you could reverse it and it's a star power up hat it's got a little bit of a rainbow or it's a gold one like the gold power and stuff like that there's there is a lot more possibilities with cappy we're not decapitating anybody we're just wearing a hat (laughs) all right cicero Tell me well, why I'm going to love your blaster. 
why you're going to love it because you're going to learn the power of Mega Man and you're going to understand that with mega power comes mega responsibility <laughs> and and you will you will absorb all of that before you start using your mega man blaster there will be of course there'll be training right and you won't be able to use because it's the mega man blaster right like you won't be able to use it unless you have been properly trained and they know that you're going to be doing the right things with it so that's that's w- one thing and the other reason that you'll love it is because there are going to be times in your life where you'll need the Mega Man blaster right and you're gonna need it in several different in several different ways right like let's say your pizza ovens shut down right boom you can cook your own pizzas you can cut your own pizzas. It's all there. You don't even need a store anymore. Mike. You can just use you. Mike, last one, please. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> and Cappy Cappy has a bunch of different accessories to bring in the a plethora of power ups that Mario and Luigi have. Uh, whereas Cicero's is literally just a pizza oven, a cooking device. You got an <laughs> oven on your hand <laughs> or a fridge, apparently. Um, I'm very surprised. You must be hungry, Cicero, because all you thought of were food applications for your Mega Well, Man that's, blaster. I mean, that's normal day to day stuff. Uh, you know? <laughs> you can, you, I mean, you could use the laser to cut your grass. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mike. Sure. <laughs> uh, do I require a Foid card to get you Cappy? Like, do I, I require and, um, psychological screening to get Cappy? No, just go to freaking Walmart and grab it. Okay. <laughs> uh, Mike, your reversible technique of changing the formula completely and adding an extra element to it of depth to each Cappy you buy. You know, I see a Princess Peach one. I see a Bowser theme. I see, you know, the characters of Mario in different hat forms that you can reverse and also customize as something that would sell millions of quantity. Uh, sure, it would be great to have a Mega Man blaster, but Mike is correct. <laughs> that is that is lawsuits and murder on your doorstep because you're not trained properly. And that's what it is. Oh. Mike, that's a point. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Uh, demand... A mega recount. You want a mega recount? A a mega (laughs) recount. You guys never watched the Mega Man television show. Um, Were they cooking steaks with the device? uh, They were. They were doing lots of things. There was. There was always someone was eating pizza. It was like the nineties. And (laughs) Mega Man used to always say "Mega" for everything in front of everything. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah. Well. this is going to be a classic versus for the second one. Uh, we're going to do losers out. So Cicero, you get dibs on which one you'd like to yeah. fight for. Uh, let's let's make this a mega classic versus fight between Starfield okay. and Spider-Man 2. The fall games, which will be better? Go anywhere you'd like with them. Cicero, which would you prefer to take? 
I'm taking Spider-Man too. All right, Mike, that leaves Starfield for you. Cicero, you can start it off or hand it over to Mike. Your choice. I'll give it to Mike. All right, Mike. Mega Starfield has a lot going for it. First of all, it's got mega amounts of planets. Uh, they said potential like a thousand. Some are procedurally generated um, in the mega variety, of course. And it's got a lot going for it. I've I've already I've already talked about the uh, years that it has taken for Starfield to come about, and Todd Howard and his team have been working night in, night out. Um, hopefully not crunching with all these delays. I really hope they're not crunching. Um, but yeah, Starfield is coming out nine six now. We do know the official date. And I'm excited. I'm excited to explore this world. It does seem like it's got a lot of Mass Effect vibes. Uh, there's going to be like some story elements to it, obviously. Um, but looks like it's going to have some companion missions potentially, uh, as well as as well as some. Uh, as far as what I could tell from their most recent uh, sort of trailer, um, a lot of like uh, you know third person fast paced action. Um, and so I'm hoping that. Um, not only did uh, the time that they took with uh, with the delays bring on uh, this certain type of polish that then honestly uh, Bethesda and you know specifically the Todd Howard uh, sort of uh, games that he has directed have have you know come out buggy and stuff I hope that that has changed um, that there is a there is an opportunity uh, with Starfield to be the first game that launches um, you know relatively bugless right I mean obviously all games are going to have their bugs but I'm hoping we're not going to see like a cyberpunk situation or anything like that um, but I think Starfield has a lot going for it and I'll, I'll save the rest for the, the remainder of my argument all right stubby Sam Spider-Man. Ultimate Spider-Man. Insomniac. Mega Spider-Man. Yes. <laughs> this is these are the ingredients for two of the best games of the last 5 years. Um, one was, you know, you could call it DLC, you could call it what, whatever you'd like. Uh, the the other game I call the game of the generation, my game of the generation, that is Spider-Man. Spider-Man 2 is going to be more of the same. We sit here and, and we discuss Bethesda and Insomniac and we discuss legacy and and let's discuss legacy right let's discuss history bethesda todd howard games as mike has already said they have a history of coming out buggy coming out some somewhat broken um insomniac has a a legacy and a history of producing fantastic games getting it right out the gate and and giving you something fantastic and that is what we've gotten already twice in this franchise there's no reason to believe 
that their f- full upcoming sequel will not be the best game of 2023. All right, Mike. Listen, I I fully understand that Cicero. I mean, let's be honest. He chose the easy answer. Uh, Starfield is sort of an uphill battle um, in this versus classic versus. But I think there's some things that uh, not only go against Spider-Man 2, but also uh, lift up Starfield a little bit. So I opened uh, with my opening argument with addressing the bugs right away because I knew that that would be a point of order uh, with with Cicero. Um, I knew that that would be a point against me. And so I just just wanted to soften the blow a little bit because, hey, we understand uh, that there is a potential with Starfield being delayed that there is going to be a little bit buggy. We'll see. We don't know. Starfield certainly, and I'm going to be upfront and humble about it as well, Starfield is not a known quantity. Right, it is a new intellectual property coming from the minds of the creators of uh, Fallout Four um, and Fallout Three, uh, as as well as Elder Scrolls. Right, one of the biggest games of all time in Skyrim, and so this is their first uh, soiree, so to speak, with space. Right, and that's that is where there is this separator. Spider Man Two. I believe is going to be a fantastic game when I get my PlayStation 5 and I get it get get the ability to have hands-on time with it certainly. I think it's going to be great. But the thing about it is that we don't know the extent in which they're going to evolve this game. And that to me is sort of an issue. What are, what are we going to be exploring again? Are we going to be having the same open world? as New York, you know, that we've already seen that in two different games. Miles Morales, it was just winterized, right? It's the exactly the exactly the same map. Obviously, you're going to have Venom, you're going to potentially, I mean, people people want potentially Wolverine in there to to sort of start this crossover with the Wolverine PS5 game come from Insomniac as well. So yeah, there's things that are going for Spider-Man 2. It has a wonderful combat system, but is it going to be more of the same, right? Starfield, on the other hand, is a brand new IP, and it seems to be a brand new expansive IP that will allow the gamer to get incredibly immersed. Whereas with Spider-Man, I don't know how immersed you're going to be able to get when it's just a, a, a reskin of New York again, potentially. Again, I, I don't know. They haven't said anything about that, but that is my guess. That is my best guess here. Starfield, on the other hand, uh, you have different planets to explore. You have different bases to build. Uh, you have different, uh, different customization to your ship that you can have. I think there is a breath of fresh air within this new IP that is coming that we're not going to be seeing with Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2, yes, Cicero already said, it's going to be more of the same. Cicero claimed that himself. I know it's going to be a very good more of the same. Starfield, on the other hand, gets you into this new world uh, where you're able to explore and experience the characters and the story behind it. All right. You each get one more sentence. That's it. Use it how you will. Getting, uh, getting, give Cicero one more. I'm the host. You okay? 
<laughs> I mean, I <laughs> okay. One more sentence. I will. I will take it. New York He's, City is a world within itself. Okay. Mike? Would you rather have a reskin of a game that we know is going to be good or a world where you can begin your own story? Went for a dig there, huh? Mm. You both had great points. I just want to say that uh, Mike, valiant job defending the uphill battle, which you stated. It's true. Uh, Spider-Man 2 is a good winner here. Uh, But I think that the fact that you have that endless possibility might create problems with Starfield. I think that having those high hopes and having those extreme thoughts and, and different ways you can go about your mission, sure, there's a lot to take in. Thousands, thousands of mega planets uh, are available to you. And I think the grounded nature of knowing possibly being in the same city, sure, but knowing it works well and that it impacts you very well is going to win Spider-Man to this argument. Um, Cicero, that's a win for you. Thank you, sir. Uh, now, this next one, I want the mega furiosity to come out of you guys. Mega! <laughs> uh, this is about Super Mario Brothers, the movie. Uh, the final trailer was just released. Hopefully you guys have seen it. And out of all the footage that you've seen, all the trailers and the talk we've had, what would you add to this movie that was missing? What thing from the Mario universe, what character, what setting, what would you add to make this movie call out to you way further than it already is? Mike, it's in your, the ball's in your court here. I'll let Cicero go first. Okay. All right. Well, uh, here's what I'd add. We get to the end of Super Mario Brothers, the movie. Bowser has been defeated. He's tucking his tail. And he goes, the credits roll, and... You know, then the credits stop, and we see, we see Bowser. He's sitting there, and he's looking dejected, and he goes, "I'm sorry, boss. I couldn't do it." And the boss, we get to see from behind. He says. I guess I'll have to do it myself. And he twirls his upside down mustache and you see behind from the, from the back, this yellow outfit, Wario. 
Wario is going to be the villain for Super Mario Brothers 2. All right. Mike? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> showcasing the villain for the sequel before we even have seen the movie. Got it. Okay. Um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dig that first. I don't know if Bowser would be under Wario at all. Um, Bowser is sort of, uh, the king, uh, lizard. Like, yeah, Wario, I don't think Wario has anything on, uh, Bowser. But anyway, um, it's power-ups. Uh, I, I mean, I'll go, I'll go back to some, somewhat of what my argument was for the hat, but, but it is power-ups. Like, I, I really... I really don't correct me if I'm wrong. We haven't really seen if at all uh too many power-ups and there's there's been so many power-ups throughout the games. It would be awesome to see them implemented somewhere uh within the narrative of the movie. Um and you know, it, it I'm I'm actually sort of surprised that we haven't really seen um we haven't really seen at least like the fire power up in one of these trailers because that that at least is like an early game sort of power up like it it is it is a power up you get in the original super mario bros within one of the early worlds right um you know i expect that we wouldn't see like the the raccoon tail and stuff like that right away right but yeah it'd be it'd be fun to see some of the power ups in action i would assume that they will uh, have power-ups within the movie, um, because I think they, sh- I think they've shown enough of Rainbow Road, right? Like that's that's what that's kind of what came out of this final trailer. Um, let let's see some more uh, action um, with 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 Mario. I'm not so sure. I can't say anything to counter his argument, so you have to do that. So uh, I, I'm, I mean, I guess you missed the trailers with the power-ups. Because there were power-ups in trailers. Um, but, you know, I mean, maybe there are not enough power-ups. But that's okay. We can, we can you know, we've got more power-ups to have, which is fine. Um, we know that those power-ups are going to be there. So even if we didn't see them in, in the trailers, we know that those are there, right? We're talking about what's missing. And we know that power-ups aren't going to be missing. So that is that is not something that you could add to the movie because we already know that it's going to be in the movie. What we need to add into the movie are more characters or characters for the sequels, right? We've got, we've, we've got this movie jam-packed with characters. We even got Donkey Kong in this last trailer. So we've got a bunch of characters in this movie We've got to have characters for the next movie because you, we know this is going to be a franchise. It's going to be a big hit. It's got Mario in it. It's got Luigi. And what do we need? We need we need the twin fight. It's it twin fight for the sequel. Twin fight. So we got Waluigi and we got Wario and and they're they're going to fight and we're setting that up in the first movie. That's what's missing. All right, Mike, your rebuttal. Um, so I read the question wrong. Um, I thought uh, I was talking about this final trailer, um, and what was missing, what I wanted to see from the final trailer. So 
That's why I went with power-ups. But still, um, I'll, I'll go with that. Um, I, I think that, yeah, they, they've shown the cat suit. Uh, they've shown Donkey Kong grabbing the fireball in this last episode, or this last trailer. Uh, but I really don't think that they've showcased too much of, like, Mario in action with the, with the power-ups as far as uh, all the footage that I've seen. Um, one of the things that like would have been cool was to, would be to see a little bit more of those within the trailer instead of the Mario Kart. Like we understand Mario Kart's going to be in the game or sorry, the movie. Um, and that is a huge, huge aspect of this, uh, movie, this universe. Um, so yeah, it just would have been nice to see a little bit more of the power-ups and, and a little bit more of the moves with that. Um, I, of all the footage that we have seen, why would you think it would be necessary to show off the the villain of the of the sequel that hasn't even been announced yet? Like, I don't see that as something that should be shown in trailers, and especially especially with trailers that you're trying to show Bowser as this really really big bad, which he is. Why would you show him within the trailers oh, defeated? I, I, so. I well, so I didn't read the question as what would we add in the trailer. I read it as what what have we gleaned from the movie and of that of all of the stuff that we've gleaned from the movie so far with the footage that we've seen, what is missing? What would you add? So is it or are yeah, we saying I mean, so I guess so the question Justin is <laughs> is the question what would we add to the tr to another trailer based on what we're not seeing or what would we add to the film I will repeat it one more based time on for you okay so the Super Mario Mario Brothers trailer final trailer just right. dropped right so out of all of the footage and all of the stuff we've seen so far what was right. missing or what would you have added Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I so, still I still think that I still think your uh question is pretty ambiguous. Um but um I don't know. Sure. Uh, uh <laughs> sure, Wario could be the, the villain for the second movie. Like okay, <laughs> add that add that to your movie. Um <laughs> I, so so far, what I'm seeing is that there's uh, three confirmed power-ups um, to be to have within the movie. Um, I mean, let let's add, let's add all of them. Like this this is supposed to be an homage uh, to Mario um, in in general, right? Um, we already have a lot of the Mario Kart. Um, we already have other characters involved. Like this is supposed to be an homage to Mario, Luigi and Bowser's story, right? And saving, uh, saving peach. Um, and so I, I think just adding the, adding even more of the power-ups, um, within the movie would be, would be awesome. Um, I, I don't think it's, I, <laughs> I don't know if that if Cicero's answer is fair to the spirit of the question because he's talking about the second movie. He's not talking about the first movie. All right, this is final backs and forths. Uh, okay. Cicero, use it how you will. I'm not giving you any specific length you have to use, but uh, right. this is your final rebuttal. Okay. Uh, 
I understand what Mike's saying. And uh, I am willing to uh, concede that maybe I too misread the question or misunderstood <laughs> the question and, and gave an answer that wasn't necessarily uh, pertinent to the question that was being asked. Um, however, based on the question as I understood it, this is a thing that when we go to see the film and we think about all of the trailers that we've seen and all of the imagery that we have seen collectively and we check that off the boxes of images that we saw in the film, when we look back at the, at the totality of the film, we will think about what was missing and what would be missing is setting up the sequel and the sequel villain will be Wario. So that those are the things that will, will be missing or could be missing and, and could be added to the film to make it a more complete film. All right, Mike? Last one. Yeah, um, I agree. I I agree that at some point within the movie, you should tease whether or not there is a potential for a second movie. <laughs> However, um, that does not add to what is missing from the first movie because you are talking about either the mid credit scene or the end credit scene. And what you are bringing up here is something that I would think will be sort of disingenuous to what Bowser is going to stand for within the movie. Bowser is the big bad. Yeah, he will be defeated at the end. Uh, but ultimately, uh, I think if you are going to be doing a sequel, I think Bowser is still the main villain. And Waluigi, or sorry, Mario is underneath him. Like, I still think Bowser is going to be the big bad. Um, Power-ups, uh, yeah, they're going to be in the movie. We're going to see power-ups. People are going to see them. People are going to like them. Um, let's have all of them. Let's add, let's add more of them. Uh, it seems like that, at least within the trailers, Mario Kart is going to have a huge, huge focus in this movie. Um, and so I, I, I really hope that they uh, add the additional power-ups. What's the name of that stone one from the third game? You know what I'm talking about? Where he just turns to stone? I don't know what it's mm, called. I don't remember. <laughs> Let's see that one. Uh, no. Uh, so, Cicero. End credit, mid credit, Wario reveal. When when you mentioned the mustache, I, I pictured something in my head. I pictured something that you should have said because it would have been awesome and amazing. I pictured Bowser on his knees, defeated, defeated from this movie, types on some electrical device, and a portal opens up behind him, and Dr. Robotnik Jim Carrey shows up, picks him up, and disappears. That would have been awesome. A tie-in for Sonic versus Mario would have done it. Mike, on the other hand, power-ups, adding all of them, regardless... That'll make fans crazy. You've got this point. 
Okay. Even if you miss the trailer points, you still got the point of the question. Fine. I'm actually still confused at what question I answered, so all right. it's all, all right. good. <laughs> you guys ready for the blind fight? Uh, yeah, I, got I, think I am. We got, two, we got two blind fights. <laughs> this one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This is a special famous blind fight. Uh-oh. Yeah, from somebody uh, pretty famous around here. Uh, uh-huh. This is from none other than Joe Kelly. Uh, oh, <laughs> the the old host of this show and designer and creator of the show, um, along with Mike and yourself, the editor in chief, the um, official prisoner of Azkaban, Joe Kelly, <laughs> the Sultan of Swat, the Great Bambi. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, in honor of Joe Kelly, his question goes as this, with some minor tweaks: Hogwarts okay. Legacy has a well thought out spell set. But if you could add one custom spell to improve the game, what spell would you choose and how or why would it improve the game? Craziest spell wins. Uh, Cicero, the ball is in your court for the blind fight, the famous Joe Kelly blind fight. What would you like um, to do? This is something you're like coming to, up with. A spell that you would I would do. like to give it to Mike. All right. Mike, the wand is in your hand. Will you have morality or will you take the easy way out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This one this one's going to be pretty moral. Um So, uh there Hogwarts Legacy, uh the the spell uh, spell casting as Joe said is is pretty diverse, which is really awesome. Um, there's a lot of attacking spells. There's like transfiguration spells. There's there's momentum spells. There's, um, you know, there's there's floating spells. All of it, right? It's in there. Um, but what what the game doesn't necessarily what? have is uh, apparently um, it doesn't have what I would call like distraction spells. Um, so, the, so there is the imperious curse, right? So you can, you can take over somebody else, um, and they will fight the enemies for you, right? Um, so you're, so you're imperioing, uh, the, the enemy and they're fighting with you, but I would like to add some lightheartedness to it and a little bit of fun to it. And so, um, this spell is called Discballo. And when you cast it on somebody, they begin to dance like <laughs> the Boogie Bomb from Fortnite. Yes, that is my inspiration. Discballo is the spell. It makes them dance, keeps them distracted, but also could potentially, you know, through, through the skill trees that you have, that you can uh, upgrade it to also distract the the enemies around them. Either they're confused or maybe they join that person in dancing. Um, I think that some type of distraction spell like that would, would add some different sort of flavor to the combat system in Hogwarts Legacy. Okay. Uh, Cicero. We've got Boogie Knights on my uh, side. Yeah, so so while Mike's making them dance, the family friendly podcast, <laughs> right? Uh, Mike's making them dance. Um, my spell is 
is called Highlandius. Okay. Because there can be only one. My spell, Highlandius, will turn the person it's, uh, it's directed at into a muggle, and you will absorb their powers. Wow. Wow. <laughs> okay, then. All right. Uh, they just they turn into a muggle, and they don't have any power, and they just run away, I'm guessing, at that point. Their power, their power is now yours. They they retain all of their memories. They just have no magic, and so now they're left knowing that they were were once a witch or a warlock. But but now they're just a muggle. So this is a new curse, like uh, you know, not yeah. allowed spell for sure. This has got to be an unforgivable. Yeah, an unforgivable. <laughs> one. Yeah, that's what I was going for. Uh, Mike, your your boogie nights. Go ahead. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, that that's pretty. It's pretty big. That's that would be a mega spell there. Uh, Escalated uh, quickly. Um. Yeah. Um. I like it. I like the name at least of it though. Highlandio or Highlandius, right? Um. Yeah. It, it's fun. Uh, there can only be one. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think that uh, sort of uh, creates a lot of problems um, depending on how you're playing your character. All you're facing as far as wizard kind is dark uh, wizards. And so you would definitely go down a certain path of morality, I think, uh, if you're absorbing their powers. Like, I think that would also sort of absorb the the motive behind said powers. Um, I, I just don't think that they're uh, at least... Hogwarts Legacy, the the combat is is, is sort of very serious, and uh, I think that in those moments of uh, just playing around with your enemies and stuff like that, I think that just sort of a lighthearted uh, sort of um, take a breather sort of spell in in mind the Discballo, you know, just to just to add a little uh, confusion to to the many enemies that you face at a time. Um, I think it would I think it would add more brevity to the situation um instead of uh, instead of some uh, really high uh high stress stuff taking on the the magic of of another character. Um and you know I'll just I'll just say this now. Um you have uh in Hogwarts Legacy you have the ability to uh, see traces of ancient magic and also to wield ancient magic. I think that you are way too powerful um as far as that is concerned to be to be absorbing other people's powers. You you technically don't need it. Um you are you are tapping into an ancient magic that very few can actually see, um, and see and uh, be able to wield. Nonetheless, Dumbledore couldn't wield ancient magic; he could only see traces of it. Um, in this game, you are able to wield it. I don't think you need anybody else's help. Well, um, you're right. You don't need anybody else's help. Um, but it's the fact that you can wield the ancient magic that gives you the ability to absorb magic, which is why you you are one of the few people in history that has the ability to 
to learn Highlandius. And you know that, yes, it can, you do wind up absorbing the power of, of the person that you, that you turn into a muggle, which is kind of the checks and balances against using it haphazardly, right? Like you don't want to just go out on and, and have a fit and just use it because you know what that could potentially do to you. So you, it's only as a last resort that you would use Highlandius in the first place. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you guys two more sentences, uh, one to buff your own and one to break down your opponents. Uh, Mike, you first, go ahead. Uh, let's see here. The combat in Hogwarts Legacy needs a distraction spell such as Disbalo. Technically, you wouldn't be changing them into a muggle because muggle just means that you're born of two muggle par- of two non-magic parents. <laughs> All right, Cicero. <laughs> All right. Sometimes the greatest weapons are the ones you're most scared to use. And um, Disc Bolo like disco is dead <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> you know when joe gave me this question we had a great talk about how it's going to hurt us as harry potter fans to have people create spells it it does i i know he feels the same way right now uh now I hate that I hate myself right now, but uh, you study ancient magic in this in this game. You're one of the only people who can. Okay, that's a fact. And who's to say out there that there's not a ancient magic unforgivable curse that we don't know about? And Highlandius sounds like it could be one of those. It definitely does sound like an unforgivable curse of ancient times. And yes, if you are a muggle, you have no magic. You don't have any magic. You're just a normal person. You don't have any skill set. So that makes sense. The way he said it. Uh, and Disbolo. It's just, yes, we need a distraction spell. But at the same time, it's like, do we really need it? We can get through the game without it. We have ways of hiding ourselves very well in that game. And the fact that Cicero said it's a last-stitch effort. You don't have to use Highlandius unless it's a, you know, there's consequences to using it. You're going to pick up spells that you don't want. You're going to flood your character with things you don't want. You use it when you have to. Which in this game, there's not really a reason to use any of the curses. Mike, you beat it without the kill curse. Um, 
Cicero, I'm giving it to you. Ancient Magic, Unforgivable. Uh, both of those are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, there can only be one. Yeah. Wow. Joe, don't give me a question about Harry Potter again. That hurt me. Uh, <laughs> all right, the Metacritic game. I believe this is out of a hundred. If you right, yes. Um, all right. Uh, this is the Metacritic game. I pick a game for fans and listeners that haven't been before. I pick a game. They choose the Metacritic score without looking it up, and if they're both over, it's whoever's closest. If they're both under, it's the same. If one is under, they win. All right. Are you guys ready for the game? Let's go. This is the. Mega Mega Man Legacy Collection on Switch. It's just Mega Man Legacy Collection. I just wanted to add Mega Mega. Mega Man Legacy Collection on Switch. Yes. Cicero, would you like to go first? Got my number. Go ahead. I got my number. I'm ready. Mike, are you ready? You ready, Mike? I'm ready. 86. Okay. Mike? I said 80. 80? The correct answer is 83. Oh, Mike. Wow. <laughs> Mike. How many how many overtime losses have I gotten this year? Oh, man. Mike, would you like to say anything to your fans? Uh, yeah, fans. Uh, I know you're with me. Uh, Disqualo is definitely a better spell than Highlandius, um, and I believe I argued that correctly. <laughs> We'll see what Joe's, uh, Joe look says. Look at that. Just, just, just what a sore winner there. I got even, you, old even man. In victory, I got you, old even, man. Even in victory. Uh, Mike, that, <laughs> this guy. that puts you on the leaderboard, tied for third place with Chris Clow and Jarrett the Bear um, with one point each. Yeah, Everyone can good. get a point towards the draft if we get someone to say who won that draft in the comments. And I do prefer Cicero non-blurry. Oh. Uh, nah, that's okay. N- nah, you sure? Yeah. All right, on to the news. You guys ready? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Nah, man, right. good, f- good fights, Cicero, good fights. <clears throat> and per usual. That's per usual. Uh, all right, so this is the first news topic. <laughs> is Sony grasping for anything to block the acquisition? I'm going to read you a quote, and... This is this is what makes me really um, worried that Sony's really trying everything. Microsoft might release a PlayStation version of Call of Duty where bugs and errors emerge only on the game's final level or after later updates. Uh, Cicero, <laughs> it's funny. Go ahead. Take it off. Uh, I mean, it's a quote from Sony, by the way, just letting you know. Right, right, right. Yes. These, these guys are literally trying. I mean, this is, these are the last, the last grasps of a desperate, desperate company that is trying to stop something that seems inevitable, maybe, um, at least, at least the level of desperation from them makes it seem like this is inevitable. I mean, this is ridiculous, right? Like, yeah, I, uh, I was watching another podcast where, and they made, you know, they made the 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 perfect 
perfect uh, metaphor for this, right? Where um, or example of of this. So here these guys are, right? It's Sledgehammer. They're working on the game. These developers are hardworking. They're sitting around. They're doing their last, their final bug testing, and you know they're trying to put out the the best game that they possibly can for everybody that's going to play. And uh, some executive from Xbox walks in and is like, "Hey, are you guys doing the bug testing for the PS5? Uh, well, stop it. No more <laughs> bug testing." Don't do it. Just ship it. <laughs> and then runs and runs out of the room. Right? Like that is the scenario <laughs> that they are proposing. And it is just it is laughably ridiculous. It's more ridiculous and nonsensical than our test your might segment, right? Like it is it, it is it's true. ridiculous. Ridiculous. Mike, anything to add? What do you feel about that? Are they grasping for uh, yeah, straws, or is they got validity? That's the question. Yeah. Uh, do they have validity? That's laughable. Um, <laughs> yes, I, they are. They are grasping at straws. Um, I. It is almost. It is not. It not almost. I, I, let's call a spade a spade. This is embarrassing. Um, so you mean to tell me that the countless examples of Microsoft-owned IPs that are on other consoles, whether that be PC, Switch, or PlayStation, yes, PlayStation, I'm, I'm talking to you right in the face, do you see your Minecraft version buggy? No. Like, stop it. You're making fools of yourselves. Um, I... I don't know if this deal is going to go through, but if it doesn't, at the very least, Sony has shown has shown one hundred percent their colors. Uh, they show they have shown how sort of idiotic they could be, um, and it's just it, it's just flat out dumb. Like this is just flat out dumb. Cicero is one hundred percent right. Phil Spencer walking into Call of Duty, being like, "Yo, that last level." unplayable on ps5 got it okay got it cool and we're good no he's not gonna do that this is not going to happen game development takes so like it doesn't even make logical sense game development takes so much time and so much money that it would cost them more to create those bugs in the last level on the PlayStation version than it would just to ship the game in parity between all the consoles that they ship. It is asinine, the comments that whoever's making them, Jim Ryan, whoever's making them, Salty Ryan, like, I don't even know. It just needs to stop. <laughs> well, uh, it's not gonna. And... They didn't stop. They continued to defend their point by saying the following. Indeed, as Modern Warfare 2 attests, Call of Duty is most often purchased in just the first few weeks of release. If it's become known that the game's performance on PlayStation was worse than on Xbox, Call of Duty gamers could decide to switch to Xbox for fear of playing their favorite game at a second class or less competitive venue. What's what's more likely to happen, right? And this is what they're this is what they're fearing, 
but they're arguing this other point. Um, what is more likely to happen is that gamers are going to see that if you have the Xbox, the game plays exactly the same as it, as it does on the PS5, plus you can get it for the price of your subscription on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to spend 70 bucks on the game in order to get the game. I can just get the game. And if there is a collector's edition, right, like there's always going to be an upsell edition, all you have to do is pay for the price, the difference between the 70 bucks and the collector's edition on on the Xbox family of consoles because of Game Pass. So gamers are likely to swap to switch over to the Xbox console because it's going to save them money. That's what's likely to happen. That is the thing that they're arguing against. That's the thing that they're afraid of. But they have to they can't just say that part, right? Mm-hmm. They can't say, "Well, Xbox guys has this has this really great subscription service that if they lump this game into then people would be they would be you know they would be idiots not to go over to get that console cuz that's what I'm going to do right is mm-hmm. I'm going to go and buy that console because I can get the game for for the price of the subscription right mm-hmm. duh and and you know and that's what they're worried about right and that's what you know they're worried about that making them irrelevant yeah. um and yeah well you know what that's part of competition you know, a couple uh, of couple of things. I'm sorry, Justin. Go ahead. Well, uh, on top of that, Microsoft signed a 10 year deal with Mike with Nintendo to bring Call of Duty games to date the same day as Xbox, with no with full feature parity. We talked about this, uh, and a 10 year deal with the PC games Nvidia GeForce Now. Uh, but apparently, that's an inadequate deal for PlayStation CEO, uh, comparatively, I guess. So. Yeah, I mean, it was it was said that Jim Ryan said in a confidential meeting behind closed doors in Brussels that I don't want a deal. I just want to block this merger. And it's just like, yeah. well, here's the thing. If this if this actually goes through and Microsoft is able to buy Activision Blizzard, guess what, Sony? You don't have a deal now. Mm-hmm. And now Microsoft does not have to make a deal with you um, at that point. Um you know that's that's just how it's going to be. A couple of things to expound on what Cicero said. First, first and foremost, it is absolutely laughable, and I think this is the funniest thing about the whole situation. That Microsoft doesn't even care about Call of Duty. No. Like, sure, yeah, Call of Duty is going to you know make them big bucks, right? Sure, one hundred percent. But but they're buying Activision Blizzard for like Candy Crush to get into the mobile market. Um, to to get Blizzard under their belt. And, you know, I would venture to say they haven't flat out said this to be true. Those other two examples they've already said, that th- that's true, that's why they want this merger. But I would also venture to say that Microsoft sees Activision Blizzard as a place that they can uh, help uh, cultivate a better culture, right? So, yeah, that might be an also an underlying factor. But the other thing to expound on what Cicero said... And I find it also completely laughable in Sony's face. Uh, Sony, do, do you realize that you have probably sold upwards to 10 to 15 million more PlayStation 5s than Xbox has sold serious consoles? 
And also, do you know that at least 10 million of those PS5 purchasers are casual gamers that buy Call of Duty every single year who don't have an Xbox? Like, you you don't have to worry about it. It will sell on your console. <laughs> and there won't be a bug on the last mission. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, and I, but see, and that's the thing, right? They're not worried about whether or not it sells on their console. They're worried about whether or not people are going to continue to buy their consoles, um, and and that's that's the bigger issue, right? Like the 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 DualSense controller is the the best packing controller of of any controller with any console. Um, it's incredible. Um, so. And, and playing Call of Duty using that controller it feels really, really great. And I am happy that I have a PS5 so that I can play Call of Duty using that controller. But if my choices are spend 70 bucks or 100 bucks on Call of Duty on the PS5 using that great controller or spending nothing or 30 bucks to get the you know the $100 edition of that same game on my Xbox then I'm going to do it on my Xbox right I'm not going to play it on my PS5 I'm not going to spend the money on the PS5 in fact I'll probably take that $70 and add a little bit more money on it and get myself an elite controller and just play with an elite controller um, with all the all the money that I'm saving because I've got all these great games in Game Pass. Um, so that's, I think that's the worry. That's the concern. That's the, 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 the reason that Jim Ryan is saying, I don't want a deal. I just want to block it. Because he knows that this is, it, it's not necessarily the beginning of the end for, yeah. for Sony as a as a platform maker, but it's going to make their jobs that much harder to to remain the market leader and to really remain ultra competitive in in the in the gaming space. Completely agree. Um, it's tough. But sometimes you have to realize when you need to fight for the correct things and not the things right. that are just silly accusations. You're not, you're not supposed to grab for, thraw, for straws. That makes you look bad. As a CEO, you shouldn't mm-hmm. be doing that. Um, you should be running the com- company and trying to protect its future. Yeah. I mean, the the biggest thing that, you know, we, we haven't discussed here is that uh, Sony just has a, a really, really big hold on Europe on on the UK so like well you know their words can be worth gold uh, to a lot of those people at, at the at the at Europe you know CMA and stuff like that so right. we'll just see what the, we'll see they how they interpret it all yeah, yeah. all right well enough with the <clears throat> the ABK Activision Blizzard deal let's get into uh, the e3 news that dropped just this last week that Xbox will not be at the short showcase or have a presence on the store on the front. So we've already known Xbox, PlayStation and Nintendo weren't really going to be formally at E3, but now it is confirmed. Uh, Xbox then went on to announce the star date, sorry, Starfield release date, 
uh, for later this year. And then Star also date. the start date. Yeah. <laughs> and then also they will air an Xbox game showcase on June 11th this year, followed with a Starfield direct afterwards. How do you guys feel about it? E3 looking kind of skimp. Uh, go ahead, Mike, first. Yeah, I mean, there was already uh, confirmed um, about a month or so ago that none of the three big people, Nintendo, PlayStation, or Xbox, would be at E3. Um, obviously, all of them might show something. Xbox is officially confirmed, um, Nintendo, PlayStation not, but uh, they might show something around there, so it will just feel like E3 regardless, but they're just not going to have a presence on the show floor, sure. That's a lot of money. It costs a lot of money, you know. Um, but <clears throat> at the end of the day, like, I think it is clear that the Xbox showcase is, like, as far as gaming is concerned, is probably the, the number one thing to be watching, even as a PlayStation viewer, even as a Nintendo viewer, right? Because um, a lot of the third parties are going over to the Xbox showcase simply because... Um, simply because like PlayStation hasn't had a showcase um, and hasn't been consistent with showcases at least. So we'll see how it goes. Um, there, there is a potential that Activision Blizzard might be under the Xbox umbrella by that time. Uh, we won't, we won't know just yet, um, obviously. So we'll see how that goes as well. But I think that I think the biggest news coming out from this and the best news, in my opinion, is that Starfield is getting its own thing after the showcase. Like, I think I think it's wonderful that they are taking time to focus on whatever they want to focus on within that um, within that uh, particular showcase. And then Starfield gets its own, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, due diligence afterwards. Um, One more thing and I'll and I'll stop talking. They need to figure out a way to word things better because Who's last they? year, Xbox, that thing last year, they said every single game shown today is going to be coming in within the next 12 months. And yes, I do agree that delays happen. That's fine. Starfield delay, good. Get it out when it's ready, right? then don't say the next 12 months. Like, if, you, if you're not confident, don't say the next 12 months. Say, hey, these games we're hoping to see soon or something like that. Like, figure something out so that people aren't nitpicky about the 12-month thing like they were within the past couple weeks. I think I think the exact words were they'll be playable by the, the second quarter or, like, by June or July. I think it was, like, that mid, mid-year stretch. So... All they have to do, I heard this from another podcast, it was hilarious, just release a demo for Forza and Starfield, and then you can play those demos, and technically, the games are playable at that point, <laughs> and they can get away with it. Uh, so, go ahead. so uh, yeah, so I, I just want to address that point um, first, uh, and and say, and, and, the, and not necessarily directing this at, at you, Mike. Um, but to the people that are making these points, right? And because it's not it's not you, it's lots of people making these points on on lots of different podcasts. Who cares, right? Like, uh, uh, be quiet. And when the game comes out, you're gonna play the game, right? Like that's that's really what it boils down to. Um, yes, they did say that it was the games were gonna be playable or that the games were gonna be released. They left. They left 
people with the impression that all of the games that they showed would be in your hands and you would have the chance to play and or ignore them within 12 months of what you saw at that particular moment. And we know now that that will not be true for some of those games. Most of the games that we saw will be out, mm-hmm. um, if, if not have already released. But some of them, the biggest of which, Starfield, will have missed that date. Um, but so what, right? Like, because what what would you rather have? Would you rather have the game that comes out in June that's a buggy mess that nobody's going to go back to where you sit back and you say, well, you know what? Yeah, uh, uh, Microsoft spent $7 billion to acquire Bethesda Studios and this was their big first exclusive and it was a dud, right? And so that whole deal was basically a dud because, you know, look at look at all this nonsense. And now it leaves everybody into doubt with what's going on with Activision and, and Blizzard and all that other stuff. Or, you know, the game comes out in September and, you know, maybe it's not a masterpiece, but it's, it's good enough. And you see glimmers of things where like, oh, if they can fix these things... Mm-hmm whoa, this game can really be something. Um, and people say, oh, okay, like, and and I got this included in Game Pass? This is, this is awesome. That's great. Like, those things are what you, what you covet. That's what you want. That's, those are the stories that you want to talk about. Nobody's going to care in December or November that the game didn't yeah. come out in June. Right, like it's like who cares? Um, for for the record, I am part yeah. of that who cares crowd. Right, 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 but, right, right. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. What what I'm saying is that it doesn't. It shouldn't have to be a point of contention against Xbox, right? On on social media at all, if they word it differently. You know? Microsoft can't. They Microsoft can't come out. They couldn't come out after the acquisition and say, "Well, guys." We're really going to try super hard to make sure these games come out as soon as we possibly can, right? Hopefully, they'll be out in the next 12 months, but maybe, you know, delays happen, right? No, they got to come out and say, these are the ga- these these games that you see here right now will be in your hands in the next 12 months. And if it, you know, and if it doesn't happen, I'll buy you a burger, Right now, you can wait in line for your burger, but that burger won't come until after September when you're playing Starfield. And then you're going to forget about that stupid burger that you owe because now you're still playing Starfield. Like, who cares? Who cares? You know? And, you know, like, yes, I get it, right? It's a thing that you can sit there and you can talk about because you need something to talk about. But but so what? You, you can talk about something else. Don't talk about that. What you really need to be talking about is the disaster that is E3. Right. Like if 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 we want to talk about anything, it's how E3 is has has faded into irrelevance. Um, And it's a shame. Right. Because uh, what will (laughs) E3? I I really shudder to think what E3 is going to going to be this year. Right. It it, like um, there are going to be there's going to be a lot of open space because there will be a 
dearth of very big booths and and you know companies that would spend tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars normally dressing up uh some square footage in in, in the LA convention center uh, for things what you're going to wind up seeing is a bunch of vendors like listen listen if you can hear the hear my voice and you need a gaming chair you need to get to uh E3 because you will see some gaming chairs at E3 there will be vendors out the wazoo you want some <laughs> scuff pads you can you're going to get yourself some scuff pads you want knickknacks and patty wax and all the dogs with bones they're all going to be in the main hall at E3 because there won't be anything else. So there's going to be plenty of indie games, which is great, right? Like if you're into indie games, this is going to be a great showcase for that. But these are going to be people and and orgs um, and companies that can only afford some, you know, some small square footage in E3 and are just happy to be there because it's going to give them the opportunity, or at least they were hoping it would give them the opportunity to rub elbows with people that do have lots of influence and lots of capital so that they could see their new innovations and potentially make some deals, right? And that's what E3 is still going to be useful for are the, the deals that can be made. But as a, as a trade show, as a convention space, as a thing that, uh, you know, uh, outfits like ours aspire to go to to cover and and feel like this is our super bowl that is over that's dead it is gone that like that dream has has died and you know they haven't officially called it yet but but it's it's done right like i would be shocked if anybody winds up going ubisoft said that they were on the fence if they were going to go to E3. Waiting on the big boys. And, right, right. And, they're, you know, they're waiting to see if somebody else is going to go. And, and like, if they haven't made their decision yet, they're not going to go, right? So well, so if they're I not going to go, who's who's going to go? I, st- I still think we have our Super Bowl in the in the Xbox showcase and with Jeff Keighley's Summer Games Fest. If you're an, If you're an Xbox person... Then yes, right, mm-hmm. and, well, Jeff, and Jeff Keighley, Ke- Jeff Keighley, right, yeah. So you got Jeff Keighley, right? But there's all these other things. It's not E3. No, the name E3. Right? Like, like Cicero was right, saying, they'll like probably when, cancel it. Like you'd be surprised if it actually does happen at this right, point. Be, well, be, right, because there, there's going to be there's so much square footage, and there's so few vendors that will that are going to be able to occupy that square footage that that it's 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 not going to be worth it it's i i just can't see it being worth it to keep the event going what needs to happen this is what i think needs to happen is repop and the esa need to reach out to penny arcade and join forces and turn E, what used to be E3 into PAX LA and let that be a fan event where right like I if you guys have ever been to a PAX 
you know, they send like companies send their B their B vendors mm -hmm. and they just have footage and space and they show off games and there's all sorts of things, but there's lots of gaming chair people and the scuff people and you want dice and there's, you know, all these different things surrounding fandom around games, right? And you need a you need an event in LA to be the LA event. Um, PAX LA, I think, would be a a really kick-ass event because it's framed differently. It's not a press event. It's not a, a trade show. It becomes a convention with all of these, you know, with all the fans and all of the other stuff that's going on. Um, and you can present it differently. Like, it can be LA's celebration of gaming. Hopefully right? And E3 used to be... E3 used to be the industry celebration of itself. and But we don't celebrate like that anymore. We celebrate separately. Yeah, it's true. In our own silos at our own times. It's true. I'd be surprised. We'll see. We'll see what happens if Ubisoft is there with one other big leaguer or Ubisoft does their own direct, uh, underscore direct. We'll see. Um, that's the news. Uh, let's get into the draft of the week. Um, this right. is going to be interesting. Uh, so we pick, we each pick three things from the category of choice for fans or listeners. Um, and you guys get to decide who chose best by any category you like to choose. So we each get three and find out what it is. So Mike, you get privilege of choosing the order and then we just go around. Um, Justin, you may go first. Okay. Cicero, you may go second. And I will go okay. Ahead. All right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and... Oh, I didn't say the category yet. <laughs> so this week's gaming <laughs> draft is the greatest games that have chickens in them of all time. <laughs> and that is chickens like the animal. Uh, so I'm going to go first and say... Minecraft. I'm going with Minecraft. Uh, versatile usage of chickens. And then it's Cicero next, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm up next with the second pick. Well, your first in pick. The... Your first pick. Right, well, but the second pick overall. Yes. With the second pick in the first round, Cicero selects Fable. Fable. <laughs> All right. Nice, nice, nice. Um, Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy has chickens um, running around different, uh, you know, smaller uh, sort of villages and stuff like that. So, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to go OG on this one and take it because then I take all of them off the board. Uh, Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past. Uh you know, everyone went to the town. Everyone hit the chickens and saw the tornado of chickens come flying at you. Uh, it was something that we all did. Um, you can shoot them. You can cook them. You can kick them. You can chase them. These chickens are in Red Dead Redemption. 
Okay. Which one? Two. Okay. 32. Oh. Just, just ask. <sighs> yeah, typo, <laughs> typo. I was like, oh, I've been working on these games for a while now. Now, um, unfortunately, it is not of the uh, best of circumstances that chickens are in this game. <laughs> but there are uh, there's cockfighting in Sleeping Dogs. <laughs> ah. Also, Far Cry Six. So I'm choosing sleeping. I'm choosing Sleeping Dogs. <laughs> All right, for my final pick, I'm gonna go funny on this one, and you might have not even seen this, but I did because. I wanted to try it out and see if it was true. And this is going to be Gears of War 3, the golden chicken Easter egg. Uh, there's a level that you go through and you kill all the chickens and you throw a grenade down this pipe. And if you do it correctly, a giant golden chicken will spawn, breathe fire, and try to kill Marcus Phoenix. It is awesome and enjoyable to get your uh, morality choices that were not so bright before taken care of <laughs> and put in check. Alright. Uh I've I've uh I've taken some single player games, some epic single player games, uh, and added them. But you know what? Why my draft's gonna win is because I add the multiplayer games in the form of Overcooked 2. Alright. Greatest game with chicken. Hey, Red Dead Redemption 2 is multiplayer as well. Just saying. That's true. Red Dead Online. That's true. <laughs> Overcooked is fun, though. Oh, That's true. it causes problems. It's yeah, like it Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Monopoly. That's funny. You want to have fun and scream at your partner at the same time? <laughs> yes. Well, I will uh, take the first game um, in this sort of series because... It's the most dear to my heart. But chickens are all around this series. Um, and it is an old PlayStation game. Uh, has gone multi-platform since. Spyro. There are chickens all over Spyro. Um, there are even some that you can fight. There are big chickens that you have to fight at one point. So, Spyro... Well, technically, if you burn the little ones, it's still fighting in a sense. You're just winning instantly, right? <laughs> yeah, and then you get a good meal well, out of it. Some chicken tendies. All right, so that's our list. I will read them for you. The greatest games that have chickens in them of all time. Cicero over here with Fable, Red Dead Redemption 2, and Overkick, Over Overcooked 2. Uh, Mike with... <laughs> Overkicked. Yeah. <laughs> Mike with Hogwarts Legacy, Sleeping Dogs, and Spyro. And then myself, Minecraft, Link to the Past, and Gears of War 3. And that's our episode. Uh, episode 110 out. Uh, you guys have fun this episode? This is insane. Yeah. Just just want to say that uh, the proper way to pronounce it is is Mario. Um, so just just tell everybody. Uh, yeah, it make is. Make sure that it is. everybody is listening to that uh, when you go see Super Mario Bros, the movie, uh, later this week. M-A-R-Y hyphen O. O-H or just O? Just O. Oh, okay. O. Just in case it shows up on Wheel of Fortune, now you guys know. Uh, Mike, the winner of tonight's episode, 
uh, to Cicero, to the duck, and to Mike. This has been Test Your Might. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Have a nice week, and we'll see you soon.